Hey, you. It's James and Dan at the Sega Guys Retro Pod. We're back for episode two of the Desert Island Discs. The last episode, Dan obviously grilled me on my six musical choices, piece of gaming literature, and one luxury item for if I was to be stranded on a desert island and left only to my Sega devices. So now it's my turn to ask Dan what his tunes, luxury item, and gaming literature would be. Did you enjoy the last episode? Oh, I absolutely loved loved it, mate. Um... I think we both love talking Sega, uh, and I think it uh, became apparent that we both love Sega music, which I think is inherent if you do love Sega. It's music is um, very much a big part of that appeal. Um, maybe a few more duets this episode as well. Well, who knows? <laughs> I think um, I, I think we have, we have a calling, mate. If you know, whatever happens after lockdown, you know, <laughs> if we find ourselves unemployed, unfortunately, we could have. A- <laughs> uh, can you say that with a straight face? But no, that was good. It's, it's good fun. Um, I just that—that's the whole thing about this 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 Sega music. It just it makes you makes you start singing and jigging the head and the shoulders going, the feet going. Yeah, feel good tunes. Yeah, it's like, it's like I said when you mentioned your uh, Jetta Radio Future uh, piece. That yeah yeah your neck starts moving your head involuntarily <laughs> you can't help but start moving and nodding. Uh, this is so true. So many of these soundtracks. So I take it as we had mentioned as well on the the last episode that you had given me six top choices and six you know maybe kind of close to making the top six. Did you have any deviations or did you did you settle on that top six? I think, uh, yeah, well, we have, I'm settled on the top six now, uh, but it was tough, really tough. Uh, I, I, I could have gone for a top 60, uh, and I still <laughs> would have kept going. <laughs> oh, without further ado then, um, we'll kick things off. Your first choice then. Yeah, so these are in no particular order, but I am going to start off with an absolute banger of a song, uh, which uh, I nearly left off. Um, I switched this back in at the very last minute, uh, just on the day that we're recording this. Um, <laughs> and it's one of these songs where I thought, do you know what? I need something. Why haven't I got something from this game in? And from this game, there's only one song that I could include that I, whatever version I play, whether it's the, the original or the sequel or any sort of port, I choose this song. Uh, and knowing that you get a choice of song may give it away, but this is Magical Sound Shower. Um, from Outrun, or should I say Outrun 2. Um, so the thing that appeals to me about this song is it's just uh, it just embodies what Outrun is for me. It's a beautiful, sort of happy, it's almost a holiday track. There's something, it's it's like something out of Miami Sound Machine, you know, <laughs> in the, uh, the, the drums playing on it, you know. Um, it's not, you almost expect Gloria Estefan to start, to start singing in it, but thank, thank <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to start singing hot. <laughs> no, well, thank, thankfully, I don't think she does, she doesn't in this. So, um, because I think maybe maybe that would uh, take something away from it. But it's an absolutely astounding track. Um, and it's funny. My earliest memories of this is uh, is uh, playing Outrun on the uh, Commodore 64. That was the first time I played it, and uh, I, I I thought it was cool that you could choose your soundtrack. And of course. Uh, the music was there, uh, but wasn't great quality. Uh, I think the Commodore 64 port, you'd also get a soundtrack tape as well. Um, 
obviously when I played better versions of it, that my love for the song grew even more. Um, and I think that the Outrun 2 version of uh, Magical Sound Shower is the absolute pinnacle uh, of the song. Uh, the, the, it's remastered uh, and uh, arranged in, in a way that's both, it encompasses everything about the original, but also brings it bang up to date. Uh, it's a phenomenal soundtrack and it really gets me. It's, it's, if ever I put on Outrun, it's that, it's that song that goes on straight away. One of my favorite pieces of Sega music of all time. Mad that I almost didn't put it on this list. Um, <laughs> I'd say that the Outrun 2 version is the pinnacle, but I don't know if you've ever gone onto YouTube and looked at any of the Sega Sound Team videos. No, have not. Oh, it's, there's, if you, if you get a chance, mate. There's a Sega Sound Team uh, video where they perform this live. Uh, <laughs> I have lost count of the amount of times I've played that video. It is something to behold. But when they're when they're playing on the on the drums and the and the keyboards and everything, it's it's fantastic. It looks like it's like Daft Punk playing it or something. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful song. Per- perfect Sega music, in my opinion. Absolutely adore it. Well, let's uh, hear some of that now, shall we? Number two then. Number two for me. So uh, I think for this one, uh, we're going to go for uh, a Streets of Rage song. Uh, now, uh, I think it's pretty much universally accepted that Streets of Rage 2 has the uh, has the pinna- has the best soundtrack out of the trilogy. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I don't disagree. However, uh, it's quite interesting that if you canvas opinion throughout the series, what the best song is, uh, it seems to be this one that gets mentioned. Um, there was recently a question because Streets of Rage 4 came out quite recently, uh, and uh, Simon of Super Nerds UK um, uh, did his daily question and said, "What's your favourite game and song?" And uh, I was surprised that, uh, and this is obviously we talked about what songs we include beforehand, but this was mentioned more than any other song, uh, and that song is Moon Beach from the original Streets of Rage, not the sequel. So what what makes this song so special? Um, for me, if Magical Sound Shower is Gloria Astafan, uh, Moon Beach is Cool and the Gang's Summer Madness, it's uh, it's definitely got <laughs> it's 
it's it sort of straddles that line uh, of a sort of early 80s electronica, but also uh, sort of bridges the dance with like bridges the gap with uh, 90s dance. There's really something kind of special about it. It, it feels like a sort of it was almost a soundtrack to a Warriors sequel. Um, it just feels it ticks so many boxes for me. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's and it's a song that I just love to listen to. It's another one that I, I uh, the the original Streets of Rage soundtrack's actually in Spotify, uh, and it's another one that's in my playlist fairly often. Um, I think it's you get past that first level um, with the uh, kind of. Uh, quite a heavy beat and then you go in the back level the, the back streets of level two and it's really quite ominous but then you get into into moon beach and this kicks in and yeah it's quite dark it's quite open but yeah it's 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 got a great beat to it uh, it's not quite as ominous but it's it's just uh it's it's kind of like being on holiday but a dangerous holiday if that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> it's still dark but it's quite it's quite fun if you know what i mean no. <laughs> no, it's, 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 I know what you mean. It's the, the first kind of two stages have that kind of really ominous, dark kind of undertones to it. Um, yeah. And then I, I know what you mean. It's it's a kind of catchy, upbeat, kind of almost cheery. It kind of you know belies the kind of danger of the game a little bit. Yeah. You know the the stage itself. Uh, it's very catchy. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's, it's a definite earworm, and I think that's quite, kind of why I say the Warriors. You know, if there was some sort of 80s, late that's, 80s, that's a very, night. very good comparison. Yeah, I think if it's, if it's if there was some sort of late 80s, early 90s sequel, then you go. That's the sort of vibe I get from it. That sort of electronica, but um, you know, a little bit goofy, loads of fun, but also quite dark and, and quite and quite brooding. Uh, I think it it ticks a lot of boxes uh, and quite different. And I think that. It, I'm glad I'm not alone. That I think that's probably the best song in the entire series. Um, and glad that a lot of people seem to seem to think we're on the same lines, which means that there's definitely something about it that really appeals to people. But yeah, um, I do feel like there was a lot of inspiration from uh, from Summer Madness in there. And so. <laughs> <laughs> so number two, then Moon Beach from the original Streaks of Rage. Play some of that for you now. Your third choice. 
my third choice. Uh, well, my third choice, I'm going to stay on the Mega Drive this time. Um, and I'm going to go with uh, a series which uh, is very close to my heart. Um, and I'm going to go with Sonic Freeze Hydrocity Act 2. Um, now, it's an interesting one. Uh, I, can I articulate why this one sticks out over every other Sonic song on the Mega Drive? Why, is it, why have I chosen this one? Um, I think it's both quite cinematic, yet also it's an excellent standalone song. So uh, the thing with Sonic 3 is uh, you had it deviated from the first two games in that you had uh, an Act 1 soundtrack and an Act 2 soundtrack rather than the same tune playing through both acts. Uh, yep, yep. So uh, you, that was noticeable in Sonic in the first zone where you you're going through this tropical uh, level and then all of a sudden it's a towering inferno and the music reflects that, which is Ace. Uh, with a Hydrocity Act, with a Hydrocity, Act 1 is kind of the uh, the slow, you know, aquatic sort of, of level. Um, and then you, you beat the boss at the end of the sub-boss at the end of that. Um, and then you get kind of get flushed down into the, the lower depths of this water lab, watery labyrinth. Uh, and then this sort of slow, uh, easy music all of a sudden gets this huge bass line go and it really kicks up a gear. Uh, and what's what I find fascinating and fantastic about it <clears throat> is that you flush through, act two, start, and boom, you're being chased by a wall and you've got to go hell for leather to get the hell away from it um, because it's instant death if you get squashed. Um, and the music, the way that the music jumps up in tempo uh, really is, I think it, cinematic is probably the right word in that it really does feel like it complements the action that's on screen and it's masterfully done because if you don't get out of there in time, then you're dead um, and the music will obviously reset as the act resets, but if you get out of there on time uh, it, you break up through the floor o- over a bridge and you slide up a ramp and then, then the, the kind of the, the sort of chorus of the song kicks in and I think it's masterfully done um, so it's it's kind of cinematic in that way but at the same time the way the beat the beat sounds uh, the way the melody is it's really catchy um, obviously Hydrosity was one of the songs uh, one of the zones used in, in Sonic Mania and I don't know if you ever saw the saw the clip um James on, uh, there was, I think it was on Twitter at the time when Sonic Media was released. Uh, and I think it's just someone say, I can't stop listening to this Sonic Mania soundtrack. And it's just some guy, I think he's at a, a, maybe a baseball or American football game, just dancing in that songs in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes so well. It's like, it, it, it feels like something that you could probably have on at a club. It, it, it's another song that it fits, fits on so many levels. Um, and if you look at the, the various, tunes throughout the throughout the series on the Mega Drive games. They're all great, but I think this one just goes up an extra level. It takes it to the next level. It, it works as a cinematic piece, but it also works as something, you know, to nod your head to, to you know, to vibe out to. Uh, and that's, that's that's why I picked this one. Uh, a stunning song. Um, yeah, I think the, the standout track in that original Mega Drive series. Some people may disagree, but for me, this is the standout track. Hydrocity Zone. Act to play some of that for you now.
here. Oh, it is indeed. <laughs> and yeah, I have to find that 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 uh, that dancing that dancing video with the song in the background. Yes, put out on the the Sega guys account. I think uh, <laughs> I think people need to see that. Oh, they do. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, number four. Number four. Okay, so um, for this one, uh, we're going to go with Sonic R, which I think we dis- we discussed at length last time. I've got lots of time for Sonic R, mate. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but the, um, so- the Sonic R track that I've chosen is is Back in Time, um, and that is the, the soundtrack to the to the Regal Ruin song. And I think, I'm just like you, James, out of that whole soundtrack, I could have chosen any one of these songs. Uh, I probably could have chosen, chosen living, for, living in the City exactly the same as you. Uh but for some reason, uh, back in time really does feel like it, it feels like the song that's closest to my heart. Uh, I think um, T.J. Davis's singing is—I uh, think she's given the most range on that on that song. Um, but Richard Jack's uh, sort of Eurobeat soundtrack there—I uh, think absolutely, absolutely nails it. Um, it does feel a little bit at times. I know it, it's 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 at its heart, it feels it feels like Eurodance. There are elements in that. I think is, is it a little happy hardcore here? Is there a bit of you know a little <laughs> bit of, of helter skelter sounds sort of music? No. <laughs> I'm sure if you could pull out one of those big tape collections that are, that are back in the back in the nineties, you, you could probably find something very similar to this. Oh man! But it's, it's the way that the bass and everything works, um, and then the, it's it's just so cheesy. Especially the, uh, the when the bridge kicks in. Oh, the, uh, the, the chorus is just like a cheesy love song. Yeah. <laughs> so take me back in time. Yeah, it, it it really is. It's it's absolute cheese. But oh, you can't help but raise a smile when you're um, when you're playing it. But the bridge when it's take me there, take me anywhere you want oh, to. That's <laughs> what. Yeah, well, and I do apologise to all of our listeners for my terrible singing right now. <laughs> oh man, I'm just, I'm just I think, the, the, the lyrics for it. So take me back in time to another world when you can be mine. We don't have to worry when you're by my side. There's nothing I don't know. There's nothing to decide. As I started singing, <laughs> apart from where we want to go, there we go. I mean, we, how much can you say about that cheese? It's immense. It is. It is. I mean, uh, stinking the fridge, mate. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. It really is. But oh, you can't. How, how can you do anything but smile when you're listening to that? I mean, if you if you're not smiling when you're listening to that to that song, you've got a heart of stone. <laughs> oh, sensational stuff. Sonic R. What a soundtrack. It, absolutely. I mean, we 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 waxed lyrical about it on the last episode, but it really is uh, something else. I, I know some. It's not everyone's cup of tea, um, but if if you if you've got time for that uh, for for that sort of that sort of music, then uh, it's second to none. Uh, I, I actually think that the um, that sort of Eurobeat dance soundtrack fits Sonic uh, best uh, best actually. Uh, something that I've always thought. Well. We'll spare the listeners any more of our singing. Let's play <laughs> some of the real thing now. Back in time from Sonica.
too good, mate. It's too good. It is. <laughs> it's too good. There's always like the extended versions on YouTube as well, where people have stretched the song out for like an hour, ten hours, whatever. So, yeah, if, uh, if the 90 seconds wasn't enough for the listeners, then take one of those out. <laughs> Keep it on all day. <laughs> I mean, drop us a DM. We'll happily send you the link to the full thing. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, and number five? Number five, uh, I'm going for a bit of a wild card here. It's a, it's a different one. Uh, but it's, uh, it's Chaotic's Door to Summer. Now, uh, what is it that, uh, that appeals to me about this song? It's really difficult to articulate, uh, but I'll try my best. Um, this Door to Summer is, uh, the main theme from the, the kind of the introduction level to, to Chaotic's. Uh, Chaotic's is a, is an odd game, um, and it's a game, uh, I think probably fewer played on the 32X, never had a port anywhere else. Um, I first played it via emulation, uh, and it's still a game I don't own. I own a 32X, but I don't own any games for it. All my all my uh, gaming is done through an EverDrive. But Chaotix is one of my go-to games on there. Um, and that opening stage with this song, uh, it really strikes a chord with me. Um, I know we've already spoken about uh, Hydrocity Act 2, uh, but there definitely feels something peak Sonic here. Uh, and while Hydrosity is the, the cinematic, the earworm, um, Chaotix is kind of the, it straddles the line between that and the happiness in, uh, in Sonic Art. Um, I also think it bridges the gap between the sound of the Mega Drive and the next generation. Uh, because I think if I'm remembering correctly, uh, the music is used is both the, the Mega Drive sound chip, uh, and the, and the enhanced 32, 32X sound. So, um, it, for me, it kind of it bridges that gap. It feels like uh, if we, like we're progressing to the next stage. And even though uh, I didn't listen to this song until until years after when I could play this game over emulation, it kind of took me back to it. It, it really evoked that feeling of you know 1994, 1995 when we were moving to that next generation of consoles uh, when technology was moving so fast. Um, and everything was changing so quickly. Um, and Sega were launching another console every other week or another add-on. <laughs> <laughs> and amongst all that madness, again, through, all against all the, uh, the 32X, the, the 3DO, the Jaguar, um, the Saturn, the PlayStation, amongst all of that, there's this song, uh, which kind of touches back on the, on the 16 bits that era, but also is bringing it forward into the next generation. Uh, and it captures that sort of, that sense of wonder. Uh, that, that sense of exploration, that sense of that that that, that mystery, but also fam- familiarity. Uh, I think that's why I always fall back to it. It's it's difficult to explain what it is about it, um, but uh, it's one of those songs that I just can't help but listen to over and over. Uh, and I remember when Sonic Generations was released, and I believe if you go into, I think it's the theme for the options menu. Uh, one way or another, you can listen to a, a remix or an update of the theme there. Uh, and yeah, I spent many a time in that option in that options area listening to this song. That's that's how much I love it. I don't know. That's one you've heard much of, thing. No, I haven't even played the game. Um, so whenever I got your list through, um, I had to obviously go on the old YouTube and, and have a listen. Um, very catchy. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, 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 there's just some, something about the sounds that use that really resonate with me. Uh, and I, I love it to pieces. Um, so yeah, as I said, I don't think it's, it's one of these games because it's on a, it's on a 
uh, a 32x which not many people really had an interest in and as much as I like Chaotix, I know it's a deeply flawed game and the, 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 the level design is pretty poor in it. So it's not one that, I, that people would be, you know, it's not one that you could go out of your way to play unless you're some sort of collector or uh, some sort of mad Sonic fan. Uh, but, uh, and I think that's probably why it's a song that not everyone's heard. Uh, but I think those that do listen to it, uh, once you get a chance to really listen to it, it's, it really grows on you and becomes part of you. At least that's how it feels for me anyway. Well, let's see if that's how the listeners feel. Here is some of Door to Summer from Chaotix. Interesting that you'd mentioned there about, you know, not a lot of people kind of maybe hearing it or knowing of it because it coming on, you know, like obviously the 32X and the kind of the failure label that it's got. Yeah. But I mean, you think back to the, the, the Sega CD um, and Sonic CD. Mm. And I mean, the song, again, this could have been in my honorable mentions on the last one as well. Um, it was to, to Sonic Warrior. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny to think that, you know, you know, both considered failed add-ons um, but yet one game probably because it's a title character I suppose but you know that soundtrack um, in itself that whole soundtrack Sonic CD soundtrack is so amazing but as a shame I mean, it's a game as I said Chaotix that I haven't even played I never owned a 32X um, I've never even played on one shamefully um, so no that's the first time I'd actually heard that track I was never I had to look it up when I got your list but no nice choice catchy yeah, I think- I think it's a shame because Sonic CD at least had a had a port to the to the to the mega to the PC, um, and then um, I think so, it's the first time I'd actually seen the introduction to Sonic CD or actually heard it. I remember seeing demos of it in a in a, a shop, but it was muted at the time. But the first time I actually watched the video and heard the music was actually in Sonic Jam in the in the uh, little cinema. Oh, I have to watch that video so many times back to back and the music yeah the music really sticks to it but unfortunately Chaos never had anything like that uh, it, it's still the only way to play it is via the 32X or emulation uh, which is a real shame um, just from a, from a, from a software a histor- historical point of view um, it's just one of these things that's it's going to be lost to time 
just now you're talking about Sonic Jam there. Another song from Sonic CD that I hadn't heard until I watched that cinema was the Believe in Yourself one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you got to do something, got to do something. Believe in yourself. 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 Yeah, it's uh, oh, oh yeah, both of those uh, both of those songs are fantastic. But um, yes, I was I was gutted the first time I got to play Sonic uh, CD, not emulated. Um, I played it emulated, but then I I couldn't get the soundtrack on it because of the way that the soundtrack was uh, was uh, emulated, um, so it didn't ever work on my hardware. So when I saw Sonic Gems Collection on the GameCube, I was like, yes. Finally, <laughs> finally get to play it. I, I, I put it on, go into the menu, Sonic CD. You know, I've, I don't care about Sonic Fighters, and I've got Sonic R on set. I'm, all I care about is Sonic CD. Put it on. Do you know what? I'm gonna let the I'm gonna let the start menu go. I just want to watch the opening cinematic first. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Sonic Boom, Sonic. I was like, no, <laughs> this isn't what I want. The American soundtrack's okay, but that if the, the Japanese Euro one, that's that's the way to go. Yeah. That's the the one redeeming point of the the iOS port is that you can actually choose what soundtrack. Yeah. Um, which is, is uh, it was Christian Whitehead that actually worked on on those ports and then Sega and their madness um, have decided to make them free to play and fill them with adverts. Oh God, yeah, yeah. After That's I've paid for them, may I add. <laughs> Do you still get the adverts on the paid version? Um, they had a restore purchases feature before, but they've removed it, and you now oh. get like the odd advert. You're basically forced. It's not overly intrusive, but it's still annoying. Yeah, only paid four quid for each of them, but still. That's a crying shame. Well, you know, I, I bought it on iOS, uh, but I've since moved to Samsung and Android. And uh, of the version of Sonic CD I've got on there, I, I just grin and bear the adverts on there for now. But I've got it on I've got it on Steam and Xbox anyway. Uh, that that port, but it's a oh beautiful port. Um, although I still like to play it on the original hardware oh, when I, I get the chance. But it's a def- brilliant game to any anywhere you go. Um, probably not my favourite Sonic game of that era, but I mean they're they're, they're all top tier games in, in in those intervening years. But uh, yeah. but we digress. <laughs> Another tangent, that's the thing. Another tangent, yeah. It's where this music takes us, isn't it? You can't help it, you know. It's, just, it's like a fork in the road. There we go, off to Sonic yeah. CD. To be fair, you can't talk about Sega music and not talk about Sonic CD. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, your final choice then? My final choice. I think, um, as I said at the beginning, I couldn't really have a list without uh, a song from Outrun. Uh, and I don't think I could also have this list without a song from Jet Set Radio. Um, from my, I mean, we talked about Jet Set Radio Future, and I think both soundtracks are just so amazing, uh, which makes it not impossible to choose one. But I have gone with everyone, everybody, jump around from the original Jet Set Radio. And why have I chosen this? Uh, it's one of the earliest songs you play in the game, and I believe you first hear it when uh, you're doing the sort of the sort of training tutorial where it's kind of it's teaching you how to play. It's also helping you, you know, recruit characters. The sort of tutorial rounds, uh, those sort of tutorial sections. Um, and the thing that stuck out to me is, I think at the time, it, ca- it came at the right time for me because uh, I was getting really into my into my hip hop music, and there's definite in hip hop uh, influences in there. Um, what I love about it 
is is untold samples in there. It really does feel like uh, a, a DJ just cutting up loads of stuff. I don't know if you remember the, the avalanches. <laughs> oh, that boy needs therapy. I think it does what the avalanches did, but I yeah. think it does it better. <laughs> the most important thing about music. <laughs> yeah. I love that stuff. I absolutely oh. love it. Um, and you got the you got the the, the screaming where you know the, and then scratch the scratching that and that's that's so like late eighties hip hop you know that sort of sound. I think oh that's, that's amazing. Jump around, jump around, jump around now. Yeah, that's it. Jump up, jump up, and get down. <laughs> so good. Yeah, you've got <clears throat> you've got the, the you've got a, a sample in there. So it sound that really sounds like a Khalees. With a hey, you know, it sounds like it's cut from uh, old dirty bastard. Baby, I got your money. <laughs> I'm so I'm certain it's the same sample. I, I really need to find out if it is or not. But that's what it always reminds me of. But there's all these different things that fuse together. It's just I think it's it's so funky. It really complements the game so well, uh, and it's probably the song that I listen to uh, the most out of it. It 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 feels. You know, of the time, it feels like a a, a, a song for the 21st century. You know, the, the, it was out in 2000, wasn't it? Jet Set Radio, but it also feels like a game. You know, you'd expect Crisscross to sort of be jumping around to. Or you know, you almost want to put your jeans on backwards, <laughs> start dancing around to it. <laughs> Maybe not my age, but <laughs> you, you, you still make it to just get away with it. Me not. No. I think I'm dreaming as well, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's funny because I was uh, obviously I was uh, when I was picking my songs, I was um, uh, I was uh, listening to them all um, and the Jet Set Radio soundtracks on Spotify, uh, and uh, in between, as I said in the last episode, listening to the Streets of Rage Four soundtrack, I had this the Jet Set Radio soundtrack on as well, uh, and uh, I think I was making lunch or something with the headphones on for all the kids and everything, uh, and all of a sudden my body just started moving and I started sort. Of Chicken and dancing. Uh, <laughs> my wife's coming in and like, "You're right there." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm buttering bread like, "Jump around now, <laughs> jump up, jump up, and get down." Flinging, flinging sandwiches at the kids in tandem. <laughs> <laughs> Got a slice of cold meat in each finger, spinning them. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, it's oh. Wonderful sound. I mean, you could you could pick any of those Jet Set Radio or Jet Set Radio Future soundtracks, but um, I think that's the one that stands out to me the most. Uh, whenever I think of Jet Set Radio, I think of that song. Um, I mean, you've got you've got the title screen and you've got uh, uh, other ones that are probably more prominent, but this is the one I remember being on on stages um, this playing over and over. I remember, I'm sure I got stuck on one, um, and I think you and I know that Jet Set Radio can be a little frustrating with the controls sometimes um you need to be you know pixel perfect sometimes with your grinds and your uh and everything else but when this tune's playing you know you're getting shot by a tank or something for, on that last that last graffiti tag that last thing you need to do like three circles off the analog stick to try and get it on there and you've got uh captain onishima and the, the entire army trying to kill you um, and you think how part of you thinking this is ridiculous how am I supposed to do this but you don't care because all you can think is jump around now <laughs> maybe it's trying to give you hints hey maybe <laughs> I'll be jumping around more 
maybe try dodging the bullets in time with the actual <laughs> tune to see if maybe it's a, a hidden hint. You never know. Yeah. That's it. I've unlocked it after all these years. <laughs> Aye, well, 20 years later, somebody <laughs> Sega's like that. Finally, somebody got it. <laughs> uh, oh, without further ado, let's play some of that then. The most important part of dance is music. So now let us listen to the music and identify the beats. But that was too soft. song so much. Four, four minutes <laughs> and ten seconds long, we only gave you 90 seconds, you owe it to yourself to go on Spotify and listen to the whole damn thing. Yeah, it's it's on Spotify, I think it's on other platforms as well. Uh, if that fails, you know, YouTube. Yeah. But do yourself a favour, guys, you know, l- listen to that song, listen to that whole soundtrack for both games. Outstanding, outstanding. So, gaming literature then. So, gaming literature, I mulled over this one quite a bit, um, and uh, I wanted to keep it Sega-related, um, and it would most likely be, I, I thought it was always going to be um, a Sonic the Hedgehog comic. Uh, back in the 90s, I was an avid collector of uh, the Sonic Sonic the Comic, which is the UK version by Fleetway. Um, loved that, loved that comic to bits. Uh, it was amazing, uh, especially... Uh, the uh, the Sonic CD arc with the Sonic Terminator, aka you know Metal Sonic. Um, it, when I I've still got the, the comics with me now, and it, the Sonic Terminator arc I still read uh, and enjoy. Um, you know you're only allowed to take one piece of gaming literature with you, and uh, I think taking uh, over a hundred comics probably doesn't fit fit the bill. <laughs> I thought could I take Sonic the Comic episode one? Issue one, mm, possibly. Um, and then it starts off a load of other uh, nonsense. The Sonic story is kind of standalone, but then you've got other video game franchises which start off multi-part stories. So probably not the best thing to start alone. So I thought, well, what, what comic really stands out uh, that I love? Uh, and I'm going with the uh, the brand new or, 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 or new as of last year um, Sonic um, Sonic comic. Um, by uh, oh, their name eludes me now, but it's the new Sonic comic that launched last year, um, which is actually a phenomenal comic. Uh, very lucky, um, extremely lucky actually that obviously it being an American comic, 
we don't get it natively over in in the UK. They're quite hard to get hold of. Um, but uh, a, a good friend of mine, uh, Trey, uh, is on Twitter as uh, Bilbo Fraggins. Uh, he sources these comics for me and and sends them over, which is something that I'm eternally grateful for. Superb. Oh, he's he's an absolute gem, and I couldn't be more grateful that he sends these over. Um, uh, and I've loved every single issue. So I usually get them in batches. Um, uh, so he'll send them over, and what I'll do is uh, I'll go back to issue one, and I'll read every single issue back to back all over again until I'm caught up. Um, I really enjoy it. Um, but one thing he does do is he often sends me extra special things. Uh, he sent me uh, a T-shirt that was that's got the the, the comic art on. Uh, I've got multiple issue ones with limited covers, um, which brings me on to what I'll take with me. Now, obviously, I've read issue one of this series an awful lot, uh, and I thoroughly enjoy it. And it's just front to back; it's just a Sonic story. Uh, obviously, part of a larger arc, but still something that uh, can be enjoyed on its own. Um, obviously, I've got multiple versions of issue one. Uh, numerous limited covers but uh, one that is particularly close to my heart uh, is uh, one that uh, Trey actually managed to get me uh, at a convention uh, where the cover was hand drawn uh, and signed uh, by Tyson Hess um, who's uh, one of the the, the lead um, illustrators of the comic and that's so 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 special to me that, that, that particular comic um, that I think that would be that would be my one thing that would be that I'd, I'd love to have with me if I was stranded on this desert island, uh, and it's something that I could read over and over as I have done many, many times. So yeah, it's tremendously special to me that comic. Wow, that's a that's a hell of a collector's piece. It it it, it really is. Um, uh, I've got a I keep them all on the shelf, but that one is uh, it's sealed in a box wrapped in a, wrapped in a wrapper. Uh, and the box is wrapped in something as well in a bag uh, on the shelf. <laughs> I mean, if I if I could stick it in a vault, I would. Um, absolutely st- stunning. Um, so if uh, if if I was stranded on a desert island, I'd love to be able to take that with me uh, to read it cover to cover. But the only thing is, uh, if I'm on a desert island, how the hell do I keep it from uh, you know getting damaged? Well, that's the thing, mate. You might you might drown before you you go ashore because you'd be keeping yeah. the comic above water. Oh yeah, <laughs> I won't be I won't be using my arms. If I, I'm, I'm going down before this comic is. <laughs> oh, superb! So the last part then, your luxury gaming item then. Yeah, my my luxury gaming item. Um, uh, again, I I mold over this quite a lot. Um. And it's uh it's quite hard actually to think is is it, it, it is it something that you'd be cheating with? So obviously I I was toying with the idea of the Sega Saturn, um, but then is that a cheat because I'm bringing a I'm having to bring a telly with me as well. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it's your island. Um, you bring well, what you like. True, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's one luxury item. So I thought right, okay, I thought I'll play by the rules. Um, but one thing that I'm really pleased that I picked up uh, this year that I've been after for an absolute eternity uh, was a Sega Game Gear. Uh, I picked it up um, for a, a decent price for a, uh, a recapped, refurbished version, so the screen and sound uh, worked perfectly. Um, and I spent many, many a nights uh, in bed with it on. Um, absolutely adore it. Um, 
it's as, as soon as uh, as soon as you know I get out to the room and um, I've got a bit of quiet time, or if uh, if I'm just waiting for the the, the missus to uh, to come to bed, uh, that goes on. Any spare minute, that that goes on. Um, it's got the 8-bit Sonic games on, which I loved on the Master System. The first Sonic game is one of my favourite Sonic games of all time. Probably my favourite game of all, one of my favourite games of all time. Period. Actually, it was the first one I Sonic game that I'd ever played. Um, so that's very special to me. And the idea of being able to play that, uh, you know, on an island, uh, yeah, that's that's perfect for me. No, the, the game gives a great bit of kit. Um, yeah. I, I had one back in the day myself. I just marked my one recurring, my two recurring memories of the Game Gear is the uh, the battery pack that you would clip onto yeah. your belt. Um, and the fact that I watched the World Cup final in 1994 on a Sega Game Gear using the TV tuner. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Yep. I watched Roberto Baggio put his penalty over the crossbar yeah. on a oh. Sega Game Gear. <laughs> that was so bad for him. Ah, same. Um, but no, that's, that's a great bit of kit. Yeah, it, it really is. You know, I... I, I did toy with the idea of a, of, um, a PSP because that's got Sega only that isn't, but no, 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 you know, go for the real thing and, you know, also, you know, I don't want to go over to the dark side. Sega, <laughs> Sega games on Sega hardware, mate. Exactly. It doesn't get any better. Exactly. Not brilliant choices. Absolutely superb. Thank Was you there very any, much. any honourable mentions in the music aspect before we finish up? Yeah, there's a, well, there's a few, isn't there? I mean, <laughs> as you say, I was, I had my six, and then I had the second six, and then I had some more, and we'll mention. Uh, but I'll just pick out a couple. I mean, uh, I dropped me baby, I think we touched on in the last podcast from Sega Touring Car. Um, God, I love that song. Uh, again, I think he listens, listens, I've got, uh, that and, um, and so high. Uh, are ones that I've got on my favourites list on YouTube in a playlist and uh, I play them over and over again but yeah uh, brilliant song um, but other ones worth mentioning um, I did have Knights the Amazing Water uh, which was actually in my six before I kicked it out for Magical Sound Shower um, <laughs> <laughs> that one kind of broke my heart a little bit because uh, I think that as as a song, uh, it's 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 really is a beautiful piece of music, uh, really evocative of the of the sort of dreamlike feel that Nights really represents. Um, it's that combination of uh, at one stage you're flying, and then later on in the level you're you're swimming uh, at light speed through these through the water, um, and it really can sort of captures that that feel of it There's the the way that the the song builds up from this kind of light piano um melody uh then the, the the soft the soft beat comes in and then the song really kicks into gear um so yeah i was that one was close to the top for me uh just didn't quite make it um i don't know if you looked it up on youtube but there's a there's a full version which is like nine minutes long <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy I've never seen that version. <laughs> it's, it's like the the Amazing Water complete version, um, and it's not the song that you hear in the game. Oh, I mean, like the first first two or three minutes are, and I think in the game it loops after the chorus. But um, yeah, it, it, the complete version just is some sort of entire symphony <laughs> of, of of sound, um, and 
uh, I think that's probably what dropped it out for me is that uh, the bit that I know, the bit that I know and love that fits so well with the game. Uh, I think that's that's one of my favourite songs in one of my favourite games. But the uh, the full version kind of loses something, and I think it may be because it, it deviates a little bit from what's in the game, um, and it obviously doesn't have the game to complement it. So yeah, that that one uh, was close, but no cigar for me. Uh, and another one was the the water ruins from Pants of the Green Saga, which uh, when um, <laughs> the, you know the one where it it starts off with kind of like it's almost like a it's a long note, isn't it? Uh, that it starts off with, um, and it's it's quite minimalist the way that it, the way that it works. But my God, it's it's so enchanting. Um, that whole area it really gives that feeling of desolation and loneliness but also of beauty and that whole stage where you've got the you've got the whale that you need to try and lure over to uh to break some of the uh, structures um it's it's another it's another example of the music perfectly complementing what's on screen at that time um and as i say i i didn't have a play for a plans of dragoon saga last year uh, and when I replayed that stage, I was like, right, onto YouTube, add that to my Sega music playlist. Okay. And uh, repeat, repeat, repeat. Nice. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Uh, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, it really is. It, it's probably my favourite song out of the game. It's got a very strong soundtrack as well. Yeah, it does. Uh, everything from the title screen all the way through, every stage. Um, and it's kind of testament to that every, every stage has a, a different visual style and a different music style to match. Yeah. There's never anything very samey. You never go from one level to the next, you know, get the same experience. The, the palette changes, the colour template changes, the, the tone of music, the tempo of the music, everything just changes at each stage. It's, it's really beautifully done. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, Panzer Dragoon Saga is another game that I could talk about forever, um, but you're spot on. Uh, with the way that you say everything changes, uh, it, because obviously this is a, it's such a desolate world. But you know you've got that, that these vestiges of hope. You've got civilizations growing, and what's so striking is that they're so uh, they're so different. You've got like the little the the, the travelling camps, and you've got the seekers, and then you've got like the the the, the 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 town with the church and everything, and they're all very different, but they've all got their own visual style. And every single area that you go to, you've got so many different feels and so much different uh, ranges of tempo in all these different worlds you know you've got um, stuff like the water ruins which is quite uh, quite relaxing you know it's mysterious and uh, you know you're exploring them but then you've got the uh, some of the battle music or some of the when you're going into the maelstrom um, uh, into the into the tornado and fighting things the music is ramps up uh, yeah Beautiful game, beautiful soundtrack, but that's that's the standout for me, I think. Awesome. And uh, I think uh, I think I'll leave it at those. I mean, I could think <laughs> otherwise. You know, we, we 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 don't want people to be listening to me wobble on about music for the next the next three days because I could go on forever. <laughs> but no, that's the thing, you know. Sega music is just honestly that's why we decided to do this because um, there's just there's so much variety, so many genres. You know, it's just it's, it's a treasure trove. It really, really is. It is, yeah. 
So, what were your favourite Sega songs, guys? You can hit us up on Twitter at Sega Guys. You can find myself, Dreamcast Addict, and find Dan at Swooper D. Let us know what Sega games, what Sega music kind of gets your shoulders going, kind of gets the head bopping. Um, DM us, follow us on Twitter, give us a shout, and let us know what, what Sega music you guys particularly enjoy. Um, thank you very much for tuning in. Until next time, bye-bye. Goodbye, guys.